If you missed the DSO Connect retreat in Cape Coral, Florida back in July, you missed a whole weekend full of amazing, inspiring content to help you get organized and have a wildly successful season. Through the end of 2021, we're offering our retreat replay for an unheard of $99. When 2022 rolls in, the price will go up to $199. The amount of information and inspiration packed into this online course is easily worth 10 times that. But we're slashing the price temporarily to make this a no-brainer choice for you. Now that your season is underway, carve a little time out of your schedule to work on your business and not just in your business. The retreat replay could be just the thing. Seminar topics from this year's retreat include systematizing your studio using the five pillars of your business, ways to wow your customers, budgeting, creating a killer sales process, early childhood development and teaching tips, middle and high school classroom ideas, transitioning to the helm, and setting and achieving goals. To learn more and to grab your copy of the DSO Connect Retreat Replay today, go to dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the Retreat Replay tab. Don't wait because the $99 price tag only lasts until December 31st, 2021. Hello, DSO Connect friends. It's Casey here. I just wanted to pop in before this week's episode to let you all know that we will be taking the next two weeks off from the podcast to enjoy the holiday season with our families and friends. We'll be back in your podcast feed every Tuesday starting January 4th. But that doesn't mean that you're alone for the next two weeks. If you're not already, please join the DSO Connect community group on Facebook. Just search DSO Connect community. Answer the questions to join this free group and you will find the support and community that you've been looking for. From all of us at DSO Connect, myself, Robin, Tammy, Holly, Amanda, and Heather, we want to wish you the happiest of holiday seasons. Stay safe, stay well, get some rest and relaxation because you need it and you deserve it, and we will see you in 2022. Now enjoy this week's episode with Robin and our good friend, Austin Robertson. Welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Robin. I'm flying solo today with my good friend, Austin Robertson. Casey is taking the day off. And Austin and I are here to talk about super exciting things that are coming your way in the dance studio software world. So um, mm-hmm. before we get started and jump into all that, I just want to introduce my friend Austin in case you don't know him, or actually I'm going to invite him to introduce himself. Um, and then we're <laughs> going to talk a little bit about our history together, and then we're going to talk about his exciting project that he's working on that I know that you all are going to um, really be interested in. So how you doing, Austin? I'm doing so good. Thanks for inviting me. I think uh, last episode we did was, what, a year ago now, right? Yeah. I, thankfully, the past year has flown by. Um, yeah. And I heard that it was the highest rated episode on your podcast. I'm, I'm kidding. Sure I'm totally it was. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know that our podcast just hit 20,000 downloads this past That's week? amazing. And it doesn't surprise me. I actually found myself listening to other episodes after I realized, you know, that I was on there and, and you guys sent me the link and said it's published. I was like, oh, I'm going to go through a few of these other ones. It's it's great content. I love it. Oh, well, thanks. We're, we're pretty low key. We're pretty casual. Um, you know, we're not super. Yeah, Casey cusses. 
She does she? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I think we both maybe cuss a little bit. We try. Yeah. We try not yeah. to get, keep it too dirty. But you know, you you guys should do one where you have a like you you invite everybody to have a cocktail while they're either listening or on it. That would be fun. We should. The thing is that we mostly record during the more like 11 a.m. Um, or 9 a.m. So it's kind of awkward. We, we should record an evening one. We do do coffee. Um, I'm sorry, wind down Wednesday in our group. So That's fun. about once a month or once every couple months, we'll invite everybody to come on a Zoom call and everybody drinks. And um, those who stay on longer than an hour start slurring. <laughs> start, start slumping. <laughs> Well, you dance studio owners and staff deserve a break. So yeah, that's cool that you guys do that. Wind down Wednesday. I like that. Yeah. And it's nice to just kind of um, bitch and moan a little bit about, you know, things that dance studio owners only understand and our husbands are sick of hearing about. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, Robin, I got to give this one to you the other day and then we can dive in. Uh, but the other day I was at the country club with a friend and our country club isn't that fancy. It's got all the simple amenities, but um it's great. And there's this old lady, old, probably 80 years old, just, just cackling and with her girlfriends. And it was like, I don't know, probably 11 in the morning. And she's like having a glass of wine. And I just thought to myself, I wonder if Robin Snyder <laughs> will be like that when she's 80. <laughs> I know I you hope, have like 50 years to go, but. I hope so. I've got 30 years to go. And um <laughs> I hope I hope so. I really do. I like I like a, a zesty older lady. It's funny yeah. because, um, you know, when you get to be in your 50s, I can only speak for myself. But since I've been in my 50s, instead of looking at younger ladies and like wishing I could be more youthful, I find myself looking at older ladies and hoping to be like them. And I think Absolutely. That's a it's a better place to be in because I can't turn back time. I can only look to the future. <laughs> My friends and I could just not get over like, hey, we want to be like her. She's just yeah. so carefree and just, yeah. I mean, it was, it's cool to see, to see people like that. So That's awesome. uh, anyways, I thought of you and, and uh, super grateful to be here. But did you want me to introduce myself? Yes, I do. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm Austin Robertson. I uh, come from a super small town. I think you know this about me, Robin. Uh, Silver Lake, Kansas. So I grew up where Friday night football was the big thing and it was weird to dance. And <laughs> uh, dance was not popularized like it is. I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Dance was not popularized like it is today and, and certainly not guys dancing. So, uh, you know, went through school and high school wasn't necessarily fun for me and um, uh, taught me a lot about myself. But I came out of that and decided to dance professionally right out of high school. So I, I left high school, graduated, uh, dance professionally for a few years. Then I came back home and went to the university of Kansas, studied strategic communications and marketing. I took an emphasis in campaign writing, which meant that I would write, uh, work with companies like later in life. I'd work with companies like Procter and Gamble, um, even, you know, Apple and some, and I was on, um, basically a, a a, what would you even call it? Like a campaign writing team for Tide to Go Pin. And um, it was a it was through the university. It was a class called Campaigns. And that was kind of my first, uh, I would say, big marketing gig, if you will. That was super cool. And I'm, I was just super grateful for that experience. And um, it was actually my dance studio owner who came to me at that point in my life. So I was finished with school. And she said, hey, uh, can you help with marketing? 
And I said, I think so. I think I know a few things. Uh, Self-taught through Facebook ads, website design. I took online courses, went to in-person classes, kind of like, you know, through technical schools. Um, And then I started, that's when I met you shortly after Robin, right? And Mm -hmm. I started helping you with the same thing I was doing for my studio back at home. And then um, that grew to an online course, which grew to doing services for hundreds of studios. And that kind of, that all happened over the course of like a five or six year period. I mean, I'm, I'm giving you the accelerated version, Yeah. but then, uh, then, um, you know, we're, we're landing here today talking about the software project that we've, that's been in development now for about eight months. And, um, when we launch, it'll be, it'll have been in development for 14 months. So super excited about that. Yeah. So when I first met you, you were doing Facebook ads for studio owners and you were selling mm-hmm. that course on Facebook, or I, I don't know if I, um, I fe- maybe found it on Facebook and I, and I bought the course and I was trying to learn the Facebook ads and, um, and then you started doing some live events and you were talking about systematizing. And I mm-hmm. remember at that point in my development as a studio owner, you know, I was what year would that have been like 2017 or earlier probably not much earlier than that yeah yeah so i just remember that i was really just starting to grasp the whole idea of working on my business and working smarter and not being in the business and kind of seeing things from more of a bird's eye view and i just remember um, some at one point being at one of your live events and you're going through all this like these pillars and the systematize and I was like, what does this have to do with a dance studio? <laughs> like, I, like get to the dance studio part. And I just had to like take a breath. And you know, after the fact, I was, now looking back, you know, I can I can I taught I teach on those things. You know, that like that mm-hmm. is so important. Like it seems like such a monumental job to step away from the dance class and the recital and the costumes and all of the the customer service and the you know just the the day to day operations and just look at the structure of your of your company and really get to know it and really understand it and refine the systems and tweak things. And, and once you get to that point, then your business just runs so much more efficiently and you can now enjoy the other things a lot more. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, the approach that we teach and that we've built this new platform on is this idea of growth versus scale. And some studios want to grow and they want to get by. You ask any studio owner, they're going to say, really even any kids activity facility, mm-hmm. <laughs> the owner of that business wants more students. But we really take a, we don't just take a growth approach, we take a scale approach. And so we're constantly trying to help the the, the owner, the staff, all of the the internal pieces and people in the business. You know, we're, we're trying to streamline their day-to-day. We're trying to automate. We're trying to help them uh, go less crazy <laughs> while the business grows. And so we take like a two-part approach instead of it just being about marketing. But admittedly, you know, when I first started, it was like, hey, I'm the guy that helps people get new students. But I realized exactly what you're saying, Robin, is that most people going through the courses, coming to the events, they were um, that, you know, this whole idea of digital online marketing systems, automation, that, you know, uh, uh, CRMs, all of that was new to them. So we were trying to help you guys grow and you're like, but I, I don't even have the time to, to do, you know, to get through my day or to do all the things I need to get done in a day. 
And so that was really the idea behind the, the, my first software company, Studio Suite. And that really focused on two things, marketing, which was growth and automation, which was streamlining. Hmm. And, and so that's, I think that's kind of what you're saying, right? It's like, maybe you were focused on growth or like students and units, but perhaps you weren't really focusing on yourself. You certainly weren't focused on getting yourself out of the business, replacing yourself with systems and processes. And so I think that's why, you know, the software that we're creating now uh, is, is, it's going to be big time for studio owners. Yeah. And I feel like when we first started with, when I first started meeting the other studio owners that were coming to your events and participating in your groups, um, I felt like there were some that were totally on top of it technologically. Like they were, they were rocking it with the ads and all of the, you know, the, the new fancy stuff that was happening online. And then there were some of us who were like, all right, this is so new to me. It's like learning a, a new language. And I'm so glad that I went through it. Cause I even said in one of your marketing videos, I don't want to be that little old lady that's still putting a flyer for dance classes on the bulletin board at the local supermarket. Like we have to change with the times. And so much has changed since 2017. I feel like most studio owners are doing something online, but there are still people who don't know how to really maximize a lot of the tools that are available to us. And yep. um, while I've always admitted that I'm that technology doesn't come to me, it's not intuitive to me. You know, I'm of that generation where um, computers were like optional in high school. Like with, there were six computers, and some people got six people got to use them, and I was not one of them. So um, you know, nowadays, I, I feel like the older studio owners. Um, if they don't have some, anyway, I lost my train of thought there, but the point was that we need to keep moving with the times. Otherwise we're just going to fall behind. And, but what I like about what you're doing, and I think, feel like we've been kind of mysterious and haven't actually said what your new, what your big project is. <laughs> we're only going to talk about it for 60 seconds at the end. The rest is going to okay. be hype. Well, no, let, let's, let's go into it. But I think that the important, what, what, where I am now, and this is why I'm, I'm here because you taught me here to this point, but I'm excited for the next phase. But you've brought me to this point where we've got a lot of different systems and softwares that we use that kind of patchwork together this system. And sometimes it works smoothly. And sometimes there's manual steps that I have to take to connect the systems. Um, yeah, and what yeah. you're, you're going to talk to us about is the next step, which is kind of a universal um, platform or system that will kind of offer us all of those things in one. Yeah, and I, and I, and I do want to clarify, um, I've been doing on this on all of our interviews. So if we are serving you, you know, in the current business, I want to clarify just real quick, if I could, Robin, talk about um, our roll up. So through COVID, Studio Suite was um, essentially on paper acquired by a new software company. And then uh, we took on private rounds of um, capital to then build what I'm going to talk about. When when it launches, it will not be Studio Suite and, and nobody will be familiar with the team behind it because it is a, it is a completely different development team, um, significantly more resources. And I, and I kind of joke about this transition because I don't think anyone can, I don't know another software founder that can say they own two software companies that will ultimately compete against each other. Mm. So, <laughs> so, you know, it, it's a transition that we're making behind the scenes. We're going to continue serving people at Studio Suite. This new system under this new company will run in parallel with Studio Suite at a certain oh. time. 
but there will come a time when we ask the studio suite users because it does have all of that functionality mm -hmm. um you know, there will be a time where we're like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to stop maintaining Studio Suite. Come on over to, to Class Kid, which is the new solution. And um, that time's not now. And I don't even know what that looks like. But I did some other interviews. And then I got some emails like, oh, what's going to happen to my account? And it, so I just wanted to clarify. Okay. Yeah. But that, is, that aside, um, yeah. So, so I think there's two types of people that are probably listening to this podcast. There's the type of person who um, is already doing a lot of what you're doing, Robin. So the Facebook ads, right? The pipelines through Keep, Salesforce, or Pipedrive, the text messaging through Textline or Reminder Podium, the email marketing through Drip, Active Campaign, or MailChimp, and the list and the automations through Zapier, and the list of tools goes on and on and on and on. Well, what we realized, and one, we have a really unique perspective because we oversee the marketing and systems for hundreds of studios, right? So our unique perspective is that actually these processes these systems whether it's an onboarding campaign a landing page a two for two dollar special offer work across all of the businesses we serve and so we thought wow we've been plugging together duct taping together all of these tools for our clients and then they have their class management tool right like akeda dance studio pro studio director jackrabbit so not even to mention that one, right? So we're like, gosh, the vision originally was to take all of these marketing tools and wrap them up into a product that would help studios basically get students and automate and streamline. But then we realized, well, that's not really that different. It's not that unique. So we really went for it when we received our private funding and we built in our building, developing the first all-in-one class marketing and class management system. So what that means is it's going to replace Everything you do in your Jackrabbit Studio Director, Akeda, Dance Studio Pro, and if you're using those marketing tools, it's going to replace everything you're doing across Zapier, Pipedrive, uh, Keep, uh, MailChimp, Drip, ActiveCampaign. I'm probably not even hitting even Trello and Asana, the task management side of it. And so we're basically calling it a true all-in-one tool. And it's a big vision, but you know we've been in development now for, I think, eight months, and we're excited to launch this actually to the industry in April or May of 2022. So it's coming and it's coming very soon. Super excited about it. Um, that's the first person, right? The person who's using all of those tools. And, and, and it's going to solve this, this problem, like you mentioned, Robin, of tying it all together. It's clunky. Yes, it works. Not to mention that for the average person that will use ClassKit, it's going to be more affordable than paying for mm -hmm. all of these separate tools. Mm -hmm. So we want to decrease what you're spending on software. I call it subscription fatigue. Mm -hmm. And we want to increase the value of the, by adding more features to one tool. But the second type of person is the person who ignores technology, Robin, like maybe you used to before you started working with me, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, I don't understand this at all. So I actually, I'm not going to do any marketing. I'm not going to even, I don't, this drip thing sounds really crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what drip is. I don't even know what, I don't even know what a pipeline is, right? Mm -hmm. Or I don't even know what a landing page or funnel is. And there's a, we're in a, we're in a, I think we're seated well to launch this product because we're in a, in a time where the industry, there's a lot of people teaching that in the industry. And I think it's great because I've been teaching it since 2017 or 18, but I think that it's great that the industry is becoming educated on how to scale a kid's activity business, because then this really puts us in a place where we can serve through this all-in-one product. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't have the pain point of multiple subscriptions, I still think it's going to serve you because finally marketing systems, automation, maybe the stuff you've been hearing about is going to be approachable 
and easier and faster for you because you don't have to use seven tools or six tools. Um, you think I, what do you think, Robin? Did I get it? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And um, I think that for older studio owners like myself, you know, even if you decide that you don't want to learn the technology and you've got a younger, you know, office mm. manager or something or social media person that's doing it, I think that that it's important that you what what I love about what you're doing is it's going to be accessible enough so that we can learn it. We don't have to necessarily be in it every day because I've got people who run things and, and handle different things, but it'll bring us all together and communicating in one place and um, it'll give you a general understanding of, of what's happening with your marketing and your enrollment and your sales and, and all of that because we cannot be completely oblivious to what is happening well and even if and even if you know like you said if you don't want to do it yourself the, the system is built on automation and i think of when i look at processes in any business and i consult outside of the industry uh, i was consulting with a landscape company recently because they heard that i was that I'm apparently a systems expert is what other people call me when they, <laughs> that's not what I call myself. I just call myself a small town kid, but um, other people apparently call me a systems expert. I got referred to this landscape company and, you know, I was going through their processes and I had like a light bulb moment where I was like, Oh, there's two layers to processes. There's automation and there's personalization. And so what I mean is like, if you're a small business, like small team, not a lot of resources, you should be automating as much as possible. And then you should be only personalizing like in maybe your conversion process. And of course your classes and your retention and so on. But like the initial trial booking, the initial submission forms on your website, the initial, like some of the initial steps to get somebody in the door can be automated and it does convert. So depending on where you are, like you might be using a combination of Google spreadsheets and sticky notes right now. Like maybe you don't, maybe you don't use any software on the marketing side. So it still can help you because it, it solves those problems, but it doesn't just start with like fills out of, you know, contact fills out a form on the website, student books, a trial, um, student enrolls. And then it goes into it, it keeps going into the management side, like attendance and skills tracking and costume management and payments for tuition and payments, you know, for random things like candy bars and stuff you want to sell in your store. And I think that the, it doesn't like, I guess what I'm getting at is whether you're not using software or you are, I really think it's going to be approachable enough that you can finally run your business. And I think that we're going to see a lot of people grow because they'll adopt new systems and technology. And yeah. I, and, and I should use the right word scale actually. Uh, and if you're already using systems and technology, it's going to help you do what you're doing faster, easier for less money, basically. Awesome. So what you just now as a studio owner, I totally got excited when you, when you said the, when you gave us a visual of what, it's going the customer to journey exactly customer journey will you <clears throat> do that again a little slower and <laughs> a little more descriptive because i think that that is like what really gets us studio owners excited like we want to envision it yeah so so definitely and and robin you're always the person at the event when i get super excited i start talking super fast she'll i'm like any questions she'll raise her hand and she'll say can you please say all of that again uh, but like Audible, can you just, can I press the minus 10X button, please? <laughs> Act like I'm in third grade. 
<laughs> no, but I, in this case, yes. I just think that this is what gets studio owners excited. It's yeah, like, yeah. give me the specifics of how it's going to change my life. Sure. Um, everybody knows what it's like to receive a Facebook message or an email or a tech, like, or a text message. You've got interest, let's just say interested people, people mm -hmm. who are interested in joining coming in from all over. Mm -hmm. um, then you've got people who are like at a, maybe a deeper stage, like intending to buy, right? They're the people booking the trial. Mm -hmm. They're the people coming in, maybe just dropping by and seeing what it's like. And then you've got people who are actually committed or married to you. If I go into my full analogy, right. And they are enrolled. But then beyond that, you've got people that aren't just married to you, but you're, you're continuously dating them and, and you've upsold them maybe into three or five classes. They're maybe in your comp program and they're buying lots of costumes. And so as we go through these different phases called the customer journey, the technology is where the software comes in because the technology manages all of the touch, touch points across the journey. So let's just use like books of trial as an example. Okay, let's actually start at the very beginning. Somebody sees a billboard, they go to your website, they fill out a form. They're put into uh, an automated email series, which invites them in for a trial, or maybe maybe you're running some sort of special introductory offer, like two weeks for $20. You can get, by the way, you can get as creative as you want in the system. So what's really cool is we have two ways to pay, two ways to build um, payments for classes. The first way is through the tuition tab. And that's when you actually want the student to be called an active student. And then we have promos. So that's going to be one thing that makes class kids super unique is that you can actually build your introductory offers, which are probably in separate systems mm. right now. They're not in your class management system. You can build that phase of your customer journey in the software. So fills out a form. I'm just interested, right? Mm -hmm. I fill out a form on the website. Now I go through the email series and I book a trial. I have moved from interested to intent. Okay. You follow because now mm -hmm. I'm intending to buy. Then let's say I cancel my trial. Oh, I'm a little less qualified because now I've canceled my trial, but I reschedule. So I get back on track mm -hmm. or maybe you're two weeks for $20. You let them come. You can even restrict the number of bookings within your special promo, which I think is just so cool. So if you want to say, yes, the offers two weeks for $20, but you can only come up to twice a week. <laughs> so like you can get as fancy as you want. Right. So let's say that they, they come for one booking, but they cancel the other. The software is tracking every single thing that's happening to that prospect. Mm -hmm. Every, the status of every single booking, whether or not they showed or they didn't. And then on top of that, let's say that they showed for their trial and your instructor, you've, you've educated your instructors to leave a note on how the trial went instead of them leaving a note and then passing it to the front desk. They can literally leave a note in the software on the student's activity feed. And then everybody who has the permissions on for activity feed can see it. So this is where we get into, you know, for a lot of people, some of their people are working virtually. The teachers are showing up, but maybe the person doing the follow-up is working from home right now. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we can keep all the information in one place, I love that everybody, so much. everybody has a centralized hub to go off of. So then you've got, let's say they finally show up for their trial and they enroll in class kid. One thing I'm super excited about is that there is that you will be able to sell combo offers. So I'm really big on in the marketing process, beginning the expectation that you should take more than one class. Mm -hmm. And that's why the two for 20 or even two for $2, two for anything promo works really well because you're setting the expectation through your marketing that they should take two classes, right? Does that make sense? 
Yeah. So, so now what's the next logical step in your customer journey? If you take them to the enrolled or married stage, well, it's to enroll in both classes. Why would they try to and enroll in one? That doesn't make sense to the customer. So it's a logical transition. So in, in class kid, you'll be able to build combo offers. So you can build tuition for a ballet that's $75 a, a month with a $50 membership fee, which can be per family or per student. And in, in, you can make that any amount, obviously. But then you can build another tuition, which sells ballet and tap or ballet and contemporary together. And then when they're looking at the class in one click, they can add both classes to their cart because the system is intelligent enough to know what they previously tried. And therefore it can suggest other related classes as well. So combo offers are different than suggestive selling. So if you've ever been on Amazon and you've seen where it says, Hey, people who bought this also bought that. That's what we call suggestive selling combo offers would be where you're selling like two classes in the same package. Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom, like every class has a landing page, which the system automatically generates for you. So no more tinkering around in lead pages or click funnels, which will be great. Um, but uh, it'll automatically show related classes on the landing page so that they also in one cart in one click can add those to their cart. And perhaps one of the best parts about ClassKid at that stage is that they're actually interacting with your business through an online store model. So much like, you know, I think that the existing class management solutions in the space do so many things really well. So I don't want to come across that I'm speaking poorly of them, but the one thing that they all are going to need to do in the next five to 10 years is become an e-commerce store for kids activity businesses. People are so used to shopping on Amazon target.com. I mean, think about how you order your coffee through the Starbucks app. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a cart model, right? I want that. I want uh, the other day I ordered a chestnut praline latte remove the whip, sub oat milk, right? Extra praline crumbles, add to cart, check out. And then it says ready in 12 minutes. Like that's the experience that everybody wants now. Imagine what it's going to be like in five years. Yeah. Imagine what it's going to be like when Gen Z, because right now it's millennials, but when the next generation, would that be Gen Z? Yes. I think so. Um, imagine what it's going to be like when they are the ideal customer. Like they're going to want things so easy and smooth when they're buying. They're going to so want to think it and it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, Mark Zuckerberg is already working on that. So, yeah, oh God, now I'm going to get, now I'm going to get targeted. Now I'm going to get targeted. <laughs> but you know what would be cool? And this is like next level, probably like stage five or whatever, but we have a performing arts studio. So like, wouldn't it be cool if somebody signed up for a class, say Tuesday from five to six, and then they did dance and then they did gymnastics from 6.30 to 7.30, but there's a half an hour break in there. So the software says, hey, you want to add a voice lesson in there for 30 minutes? Or maybe does it, is it, in, is your program intuitive enough to say, hey, you're coming on Monday for this class. Would you like to, you know, do the, is it going to recommend two classes that conflict or are they going to be convenient or does it, does it know about that? So I, it's not going to recommend in the suggestive selling portion classes that would conflict with each other because it knows the ones that are in your cart or the ones that you're already in. As long as the end user, meaning the family or the parent, we call them the contact, as long as they're logged in. So as long as they're logged into their account, it's just like target.com, like it would know, or Amazon, it would know all of your order history, all of your invoices, et cetera. So in that case, it can block it. Now, if you post-purchase, 
it can actually do some of that. So if they enroll in a ballet class, you could set up like a text message campaign to go out and say, because you enrolled in ballet and you didn't grab tap while you were there, tell the system to suggestively sell tap. But instead of it suggestively selling it on the landing page, it's going to suggest it through the series of emails or text messages. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, you can hit them like, hit them that's such a bad terminology <laughs> but hit them with it once on the landing page and if they don't do that like automation basically works if this then that right so mm -hmm. if they do add to cart don't send or if they do buy x class don't send x campaign if they if they you know what i'm saying if yeah. they do then do this if they don't then do this other thing mm -hmm. and you can set that up through automation so as far as i know class kid will be the only all-in-one class marketing and management solution that also has automations in it. And I am in, oh, dare I say this live, and I'm in a lot of our competitors' Facebook groups, and I see it highly requested, highly, like, it'd be nice to send a welcome email. That's a simple automation that you can do in ClassKid. But Robin, you're talking about what, what I would call complex automation, which basically is dynamic, meaning if the, if the family, if this is true or false about the family, then do this other thing. Yeah. That's kind of later. Yeah. And, but, but it does do the simple automation too. Like you want to put somebody in an onboarding series of emails, or you want to set a task for your front desk, assign a task to what's your front desk person's name? Kathy. Kathy? Mm -hmm. Assi automatically assign a task to Kathy every time a new student enrolls. <gasps> like that's, yeah, that's the type of stuff you can do. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I it's, it's going to be cool. Yeah, and I'm, I've been using Trello um, recently mm -hmm. to um, assign tasks to my administrative assistant and my office manager and my HR person, et cetera. But I've got to pay like $125 a year or something for each one of them. And I was thinking I would love to have all my directors, like my creative kids director and my gym director in there too. But it's like, how many more $125 a year am I going to be putting into Trello, you know, for this? But from what I'm hearing you say, like, I'll be able to communicate with all of my team, including just, you know, like the student teachers. Um, yes. Because when they log in, maybe to do attendance at the top of their class, they would get a reminder that says something like, um, Miss Sydney, don't forget, um, little Susie has to leave five minutes early because they've got to go. Um, yeah. So, so what you're talking about is the dashboard. So every user, every staff person, every parent, every teacher, and then you as the account owner, you'll all have access to ClassKid. Permissions are completely customizable. And what's really cool is at the user level, you can customize the widgets on your dashboard. So what you might like by default, I believe it's, it's, there's like three reports there. You have to have access to like, you have to have permissions on for sales to see the sales reports. And, and there's other examples of that, but the two things that are there by default are tasks and inbox. Okay. So on your, on your dashboard, like right when that teacher logged in, they would see tasks assigned to them. But then there's also like Asana or Trello, there's a my tasks page and they can go there and see, you know, all of their tasks ordered by due date or sorted by when they were created uh, or sorted by who they're assigned to. I mean, it's based, basically we looked at Asana and Trello because we knew that was one of the tools you were using and we built a light, a light version of that and we'll continue developing it and making it better. So let me ask you this. Um, when you say inbox, does that mean that people can email into their inbox within your system? So on launch day, one benefit of 
of adopting early is that we will, you will be grandfathered into an unlimited plan. And so what that means is unlimited users and unlimited features. So I just want to preface what I'm about to say with that, because it could, the particular feature you're referencing, Robin, could cost more later. Okay. But on launch day, it is included as part of the unlimited plan. So um, all of the features we develop over the course of the next two years, if you buy when we launch, will be included in your plan. And one of those would be that um, when you send a message out, like an email or text, that you'd also have the functionality to receive it back. And then long-term, even your Facebook Messenger, we hope to integrate that so that you can manage all of the to and from communication in your business in one dashboard. That's great. So, um, so right now you're probably bouncing around from like a text line to your email inbox to maybe a support desk tool over to Facebook Messenger. Um, and by the way, I hate that Facebook puts a business page's average reply time. <laughs> you know, have you ever noticed that? It's like such a bad analytic because sometimes people don't, sometimes people don't ever like check their Facebook page all the time. And so what this will do is, you know, all of the communication that's coming at you is how I describe it. It's going to flow to one, one messages dashboard, one, one page in the software and to be able to manage the incoming and outgoing communication. And that even works across your team. Right. So like the idea would be for you to not have to hop around from your email tool to your text messaging tool or for you to have to use your personal cell phone for business purposes and 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 not have to then bounce over to Facebook or check Instagram. <laughs> I mean, the, the so idea would be to bring it in one. So would this help in this scenario? Um, one of my concerns and I'm sure I'm not the only one, um, you know, I've got empl employees teachers and, and department directors who email my customers. And now my customers have their email addresses. And God forbid, and it's happened to all of us, or if it hasn't, it will, some teacher decides to go rogue and open their own place up the road. And now they have, you know, access. All your contacts. And even if they don't reach out to my contacts, my customers might reach out to that teacher because they've been yep. emailing directly with them. So what I would love is, you know, kind of like, you know, Miss Amanda at danceemc.com or something, and then I can even see those emails. I can see what they're saying to my customers, and then when Miss Amanda no longer works here, then she just gets cut off and nobody knows her real personal email address. Yeah, so you'll have to create the email addresses since they're associated to your domain. You'll create those outside of Classkit. And then what we do is we tie some website records so that it associates your domain with Classkit. And we can support you through that since I know the average person is mm -hmm. like, what the heck is a website record? Right. Um, and we'll support you through that. So then when it's all set up, how it would work is like you're suggesting, Robin. So then I would have a, what I call a branded email address, Robin at or Austin at Classkit.com. And... Um, or, you know, Robin at, you know, Dance EMC, whatever your studio is, I would, and if you're using, by the way, if you're using an at Gmail or at Yahoo or at AOL still today, I'm really going to advise you as you switch to ClassKid, <laughs> apparently I'm confident you will, um, as you switch to ClassKid, I'm going to advise people to use branded business email addresses for many reasons. You mentioned one of the reasons, Robin. The other reason is you can combat spam. So I see a lot of people complaining about um, spam issues with their current class management providers. And in one case, I think that that class management system decided to not allow the use of yahoo.com domains. 
from a technical software perspective, I know it was a rough transition for people, but there is a big reason why that's the case. So um, anyways, I kind of got off track of answering your question, but A, yes, you can use branded e email addresses. Then what you would do, Robin, is email integrations work at the account and the user level. So then you would have like maybe, so like, just like, I don't know if you, you have a Mac, right? Mm-hmm. So on my Mac app, I'm logged into multiple email accounts at the same time. Mm -hmm. So when I'm writing a message, I can toggle the email address that I want to send from. Mm -hmm. So if you had multiple email addresses integrated, that's what you would see inside the software. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So you can bounce around from different email accounts. Um, on launch day, it will be limited to one email account integration. And then um, phase two, which is kind of like our optimized stage, um, so stage, we're calling stage one or phase one, like stabilize. So just give you guys the features you need to have a stable marketing and management solution. Then optimize, we'll revisit everything. And that's where our current plan allows us to add the multiple email integrations at the user and account level. And then phase three is to maximize. And that's where we'll get into the super bougie features, like putting a website builder inside the software. So you don't have to have a separate website for, for, or pay a separate subscription for your website, right? The, the, we think that because the software has all the information that you put on your website, it should just be updating your website for you. So, wow. um, yeah. So, so, so I just want to, I like to set expectations to make sure if you join on launch day, you, you're not like Austin, you said on Robin's podcast, I could integrate multiple emails. <laughs> so when is launch day? So beta testing will begin in February and you do have to be a part of our founding advisory membership to get access to beta testing. If anybody has interest in applying for that, they can reach out to me, Austin at classkid.com. Robin, you're already in it, so you'll okay, get an good. invite. <laughs> Robin's yes. raising her hand. I'm like, she's already in it. I can't, you um, forget what you sign up for. <laughs> Robin's like, Austin's doing it. Just take yeah. my money. No, yes. I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that'll start in February and then uh, March and April will be will be spent taking feedback and reiterating the software, which we're already doing with the help of the advisory board. We're, it's been a really cool process on our end because we've been able to actually get more things right before we launch because we're able to, you know, Robin, you've been doing some of the focus groups and we had one like two weeks ago about payments and we uncovered some more complexity like billing per hour and some things like that or billing per lesson. And um and so we're taking this iterative approach already, but once you're actually in the app, you'll then be able to give us feedback and we'll iterate again from there. So hopefully by April, May at the latest, we would go live to the industry wow. and we'd be able, be able to start creating new accounts. So at this, you know, we're six months away. Uh, we're, we're three months away from beta testing. That's pretty crazy. Well, that's <laughs> I perfect. just got a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. It's coming <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it, more like anticipation because I think it, it's going to be great, but we have to have the industry around this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the one thing we did right. We're not going to launch. And then the mistake that most software companies make and nothing against them because this is just how the industry does it. Most launch and then they begin iterating. Well, then it ends up where if you use a tool where you feel like you constantly have to apply a workaround and their support team's always like, well, you can't do that, but there's a workaround it's because they use that approach and we use a different development approach called agile, which means we're, we're, we're we have a lot of agility and velocity. We're able to make changes literally overnight. Hmm. So it, it's, it's a really cool process that's relatively new to the software space. Wow. 
So another one of my issues that I'm hoping mm -hmm. that this new software will solve is, and this is due to my lack of knowledge about technology in general, but so I use Dance Studio Pro and of mm -hmm. course that's where I can email an accurate list of all of my current students or students within a certain class. But then I use ConvertKit, which is very similar to, um, I noticed you didn't mention it in your list of um, email softwares, but it's very- well, it does. One, yeah, it's one it of It does them. replace that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I don't have my tags updated in ConvertKit to accurately reflect who's enrolled and who's unenrolled. So I could send an email from DSP, but it doesn't have a picture in it. It doesn't have a click here button. And you know what I mean? It doesn't have all of that pretty stuff. So is your solution going to solve that problem for me? So is my, is it going to solve, can you just reiterate the problem real quick? For me? So can I send an email to an accurate list of enrolled students that has a little picture in it and maybe, you know, it has a little bit of prettiness to it? Yes. Yeah, so when we first, when we initially launch, you'll be, a, you'll be somewhat limited on what you can do in email. So it's not going to be like a MailChimp drag and drop builder. Because when we're when you launch a software, you have to do you have to build it in a way that uh, allows the user to. Um, we build it in a way where we build the critical functionality. So as long as you can email, then it, it applies to the MVP. But what or phase one of development, and you can. But what we hope to do in the future, along with like the drag and drop website builder, is then have a drag and drop email builder where you can, you know, add images and make it more like a newsletter. Now. You can add images to emails, but you're not going to have like specifically the drag and drop interface on day one. However, again, uh, a benefit of buying the, the, you know, when we launch is that if you're willing to forgo some of those, what I call bougie features, <laughs> mm -hmm. then you can, you know, you're going to ultimately be able to cancel your other subscriptions. You'll still be able to email. You'll still be able to put images in your emails, but ultimately when we roll out new features like the drag and drop builder for websites or email, you get that and you don't pay more, whereas other users do pay more. And so it's this, it's, it's really tricky because I want to develop everything. Mm -hmm. And the project manager is constantly like, well, we can't fit that in Austin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm excited about that. I, but I just, um, yeah, just for the purpose of expectations, it's not going to be like a pro probably not like the drag and drop builder that you see in ConvertKit as of day one. Okay. So are you at liberty to give people kind of a ballpark price point? I know that um, it, within my DSO Connect group, um, my ladies are saying, I'm so excited about Austin's new thing. Are we going to be able to afford it? So are you <laughs> able to leak out any kind of uh, Wait ballpark? a minute. Does that, mean they, does that mean they think that I'm like bougie or something or, or what, what's the... <laughs> I think it's because I've been talking about it like it's going to solve all the world's problems and um, they're like, it well... It sounds expensive. Yeah, it can't be cheap, you know, and yeah. DSP is like $30 a month. I think it's going up to 39 But the point you made before is, yeah, you don't need Zapier, you don't need ConvertKit, you don't need Trello, you don't need... Um, pipe drive all of those things so how much are you saving in all your subscriptions in and then anyway if you don't feel comfortable giving us a ballpark that's fine we can wait i was just wondering if that's out there 
Yeah, I can give you a ballpark. So what I can tell you is that it's going to be $1.99 a month at the most when we launch. There will definitely be an early adopter uh, discount, but the biggest benefit is that in a two to three year time span, it will be potentially as high as $2.99 so you, per month. So, and, and believe it or not, the average person that we're working with right now, we've got about 100 people in the advisory board. They are saving money still mm-hmm. because they're able to cancel their other subscriptions. Um, so, you know, it, yes, the price will go up over time because of, you know, prices always go up on in like every industry, but we're going to be at one, we're going to probably advertise it at $199 a month at launch. And then there would be an early bird discount. Typically in software, everybody's used to this. If you commit to like a year or two up front, you know, you're going to get bigger price breaks. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think we're going to be able to work with people. It's not going to be $35 a month. Yeah. And, it, and, and with all due respect to Dance Studio Pro, there's a reason we're charging like more and it's because we want to build the best software. We don't, we're not, we're not replicating. We're not building another Akeda, another dance studio pro, another Jackrabbit. We're building that and so much more. And so the, 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 the cost of the plans has to support the vision. And so that's where we landed on price when, when it came down to numbers. Um, that number doesn't but, scare me. I mean, I, yeah. I, and I, I can only speak for myself, but that number is not frightening to me. I feel like I think it's going to, yeah, I think it sounds high to somebody using Dan Studio Pro, but that's also why we offer the trial because we want to give you time to evaluate whether or not it's worth that for you. And so like, even if you do a one-year plan or two-year plan up front to lock in, you know, the biggest discount, um, you're still going to get a trial on the front end of that to evaluate it without paying for it. Yeah. That's exciting. That's so exciting. Is there anything else you want to tell us? Like who else is really excited about it? And (laughs) one thing that's unique is, um, and I'm so grateful for this is I'm not in this project alone. And my, my, uh, certainly, you know, I read a quote the other day that basically said people who aren't willing to change won't change anything. (laughs) And, uh, I thought, wow, I used to be that person who wasn't willing to change. And COVID really, I wouldn't say it put me through the ringer, but man, it really made me humble. And out of a lot of the um, uh, dreadful moments of of COVID, there there were a lot of blessings and silver linings for me personally. And I know there was a lot of bad things that happened. I don't want to discredit that. It was just, you know, my heart hurt so bad for for the industry. and, And I would just carry heaviness like every day because clients were canceling, but I couldn't blame them because their studios were closed. It was just, I mean, we were all trying to get through it together, but one of the biggest blessings through COVID was that I, I got to a financial position where I had to start pitching the idea again. And it was picked up by um, a few, in, uh, I'm, I'm an investor in the company as well, but then Misty Lown at More Than Just Great Dancing came on board as well. And so we were able to come together financially to do this for the industry, to really surround ourselves with people in the industry, to learn, you know, what do you love? What do you like? And what do you hate? to see all the tools you're using to get down in the trenches with you guys and build this. And, and frankly, it's been a vision since 2018 that, um, you know, I'll give credit where credit's due without Misty. It wouldn't have been possible to do it, do it this fast. Mm-hmm. Um, she has really allowed me to accelerate the development and bring this to the industry. She, she always fights and stands up for the industry. That's one thing I love about her. It's one thing that made me confident in partnering with her. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for where we landed um, in hindsight, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's terrific. That's a great story. 
Thank you. Thank you. Do we get to do our fun moment now or what yeah. you call it? Yeah. Well, yes. Thank you so much for sharing all of this information. I am really rooting for this uh, product and I can't, I, I literally cannot wait for it to start. Um, I want to get Kathy, my office manager, um, really excited about it. So I'm going to make her listen to this podcast because every time I try to explain it, I don't do it justice. So hopefully this, the, our listeners will, um, keep their ears perked for, um, information. Is there like an email list that they can sign up for if they want to stay in the know and be early adapters or whatever? like, what do you want our listeners to do if they're interested? Yes. I mean, right now, if you want to personally connect with me, I'd love that. Just Austin at classkid.com. I I can loop you into the wait list. Um, We have not launched to the industry yet. So Robin, we just kind of did this for the, for the DSO connect people. And and you asked me to come on here. So I'm happy to do that, but there's really not um, the website is there, but the wait list functionality does not work. So if you go to (laughs) classkid.com, just in full transparency, if you go to classkid.com, you click on join waitlist, you can fill out the form and then literally it, it just stays there. It doesn't ever submit. And, and that's because nobody knows about class kid beyond this podcast and the people that are advising with us. So um, maybe by the time you publish this, uh, that will be live. If you, so if that's not working for you and you can't join the wait list there, then just come over, just send me a personal email and I'd love to connect anyways. And if it makes sense and you're excited about coming on as an early adopter, I can even show you a demo of what we have now. Um, you know, we are six months away, so we're still tightening things up, but um, that's something I'm also happy to do is kind of walk people through it. That way that it's personalized to them and not just this high level conversation that we had today. That's great. All right. So we're going to wrap it up and end with our heart happy moment. Has yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to go first or you want to go second? I want you to go first. Okay. So this one is easy for me because Monday night is was the first night of production rehearsals. And that's when we, you know, two weeks ahead of the show, our big holiday show, we start piecing all you know, it's rehearsals, you know, production rehearsals. So my son is going to be the assistant stage manager and he brought my granddaughter in who's just now walking. She's about one. And uh, she came into the studio and I was sitting cross-legged like crisscross applesauce on the floor in the front of the studio with her in my lap. And I just had this flashback to each one of my sons sitting in my lap. Um, oh. you know, when they were this little and something magic always happens where they're just mesmerized by the dancers. And it just makes my heart so enormously happy. I don't know what it is. And then at one point she got super confident and she stood up and started doing that little step where you bounce you know, bounce on your bounce your knees and your hands are on your thighs. And she was so impressed with herself and she's looking at herself in the mirror and like, (laughs) I just hope this ballet bug bites her. Um, But anyway, it just made my heart so happy. I've been waiting a long time to have my little granddaughter in the dance studio, um, love and dance. So yeah, that's awesome. And I think did you post pictures? I did. Yeah, okay. Because I saw pictures. I was like, Oh, I didn't know that about your life. So that's it. Really? I post pick when I post about Genevieve, I get like 150 likes and a whole bunch of comments. When I post anything (laughs) else, it's just like, I think I'm being shadow banned, frankly, by uh, Facebook for other reasons. But um, Genevieve is great for my, uh, my likes and my, my comments, everybody. Your your engagement is up. That was the word I was seeking. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, mine, so mine is interesting and it's going to probably seem far off, but um, I was just, I spent a lot of time last week thinking about everything I was grateful for. And as I was kind of praying that went into just, um, I feel like a lot of chains broke through, through 2020. And what I mean is that a lot of people changed paths or that maybe they decided to take a different direction. Maybe that was personally, maybe that was professionally. And, and one story that really inspired me was, um, you know, we, we kind of knew that one of our closest friends was in a bad relationship and, um, she wasn't married, but they were living in the same house. And there were just some, some, some really difficult conversations that came up and some difficult things to see. Uh, and one thing she decided to do through kind of having like just living around this person a lot through COVID and being home, both working from home was actually leave that relationship. And that sounds um, like, gosh, Austin, how could you be overjoyed about somebody breaking up? Like that sounds so hard. And, and it was like, it's still hard because Mm -hmm. you wanted, you tried so hard to make it work, but I just celebrate it because I feel like it was a chain that was broken and she has just. I mean, literally her, her posture has changed. Like how she carries herself has changed. Wow. I, my wife was even commenting that she thinks her skin has changed. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it, it. I mean, it's just been amazing. So I just wanted to celebrate what God is doing in that person's life because it is just, it's really cool. So that was my happy moment. That's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Well, it was great to talk to you and great to see your face. Um, I, you know, life has been so busy. We kind of cross paths in quick email exchanges sometimes, but, um, I feel like we're due for, for another visit in person soon. So hopefully in the next couple months. Yeah. And speaking of in person, maybe we can get the DSO connect groups and tickets to the live events so they can come in, you know, if they, if they're interested, if we do it, we haven't yeah. committed to doing one in the summer yet, but. Uh, that that would be super cool, but yeah, you know, catching up with you is it, it six months could pass and it seems like no time has passed. So this has been great. Thanks again. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on Austin. It was great to talk to you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.